Welcome to Be Fearlessly Authentic. Here, we talk about being fully alive in our faith, life, and purpose. Join us for conversations that will challenge you to get real honest with yourself and others. This is the time to face your most audacious desires and find the courage to be fully you as you chase dreams and navigate the mess and meaning of everyday life. Hey friends, welcome to episode three. This is Andrea and I'm here with Stephanie and we are just so grateful um, that you are here. Um, And as you know, we are throwing noodles at the wall. Um, That is really what we're doing with this podcast, Um, but especially this first month. um, We are kind of figuring out as we go along. We've already learned so much and we've been so encouraged by the messages that you guys send us. So thank you for doing that. Um, But one of the things that we are changing, you know, week two of doing it, uh, is something we want to do here is be fearlessly authentic. And in order to do that, we share a little piece of honesty, um, that we start off by saying to know me in this here now moment, you would know. Um, so Steph, I want you to think about it. Um, I will go first. I don't know why I just put myself in that position. Oh gosh. I totally had the ball. I could have put it in your court. Okay. Well, I guess I'll go first. Um, to know me in this here now moment. I honestly am a little bit more nervous about talking about what we're going to talk about tonight than I was last week. And I know like last week we were kind of like airing our dirty laundry and like sharing our first impressions of each other. And I like had a feeling that we'd come in. um, Well, I had a feeling I'd come in and have to like confess some things and apologize for some things. And if I'm honest, I am more nervous about tonight um, or this episode we recorded at nighttime, um, than last week. Um, and also I was so, so tired. I feel like I'm talking, saying that every time. Um, but I think my like nerves got me really amped about an hour ago. <sighs> so here we go. Oh my gosh. That's so great. I honestly just try to not even think about it. <laughs> I'm like, all right, we're just gonna, we're gonna have our conversation. It's going to be whatever it is. All right. Um, to know me in this year and now moment is to know that I am just overwhelmed mm. and I don't even really know why. Like, I think that's something I always try to pinpoint what is causing that feeling, mm-hmm. but I haven't quite figured that out yet. Um, and yesterday was just one of those days I woke up and was just overwhelmed with the weight of what's going on in our world. And I'm not even really engaging that much in those conversations or even paying attention to the news as much. Um, But you can still feel the tension and the stress and just the weight. And my shoulders have been so tense. So that is how we're starting off this podcast episode. Just nervous and tense. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You know, this is going to be good. Um, But I also hope that lets you feel a little more at peace wherever you're at, knowing that you are not alone in whatever you're feeling in this moment. Um, And if you're not feeling nervous or tense, that's great. Uh, Mm -hmm. Maybe we could use some of your energy. (laughs) Actually, I want to stop us right here right now. Stephanie, this is for you. This is for me. Friend, this is for you. Wherever you are right now, I want you to take a deep breath in. Let it out. And drop your shoulders. Unclench your jaw. 
and take another breath. There we go. Now let's do this. Wow. All right, I could go to bed now. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> That's good. I need to do that practice way more often throughout my day. Super helpful. So today we're diving into a topic that um, I'm curious. I'm really excited to hear actually, Andrea, from you about this because I'm curious why the nervousness. Um, but we are talking about our word for the year. And some of you may be familiar with this practice. If you're not, it's really as simple as it sounds. We just are prayerful as the year comes to an end and we start a new year asking God, what is it that we need to really be focusing on? And this is something that, I don't know, Andrea, if this started for you earlier, but Thrive School, like you heard last week, um, <laughs> our alma mater, <laughs> um, they really encourage this for all the students to pick a, year, pick a word at the beginning of the year and just come back to that word when things seem crazy, when you're walking through different journeys, seasons, prob problems, situations, and really come back to that word because it helps just refocus. And for me, I've really replaced that idea of goals, resolutions with this, a word for the year. Um, it kind of encompasses all of those resolutions, I think. So we are just going to have a conversation about our word for the year, maybe a little bit of journey of how we got to that word for the year, what it means for us, what we think it might mean. I mean, sometimes you start with a word and you get to the end of the year and you're like, that is not what I thought the word meant at all. <laughs> so do you want to start or do you want me to start? Well, I also just want to say that I, I remember when we were talking about things that we wanted to talk about in January and we said that we want to talk about our words. And I remember saying, I don't want to talk about it in our first two episodes. I want to wait until we're later in January when people are either 21 days into a new habit and they're feeling really good, or they are, you know, three weeks into the new year and already super um, discouraged and mad at themselves because they've already failed at whatever goals or resolutions that they created um, because it's not too late. It is literally May, January 18th when this comes out. Um, but also just the way that I work, um, my words haven't always been done in the calendar year. I've done words um, with the school year um, because as I work with students, that is a very, um, bold way of looking at the calendar for me. Um, but then I've also done it by my birthday. Um, so like a, the year of my life. Uh, so a word doesn't have to be stuck at the beginning of the year, but I, I love that we are doing it here and now. Um, and so I don't know. I, I mean, I know that you're asking the questions, but I actually want to ask first, like, why are you doing a word in January this year versus your birthday or a different time? Or have you ever done it a different way? Yeah, that's a really great point. Um, with Thrive School, we started in August. So that was kind of the rhythm that I was initially introduced to. And I'm still in school, so it definitely makes sense that way. Um, but I think it was about a year and a half ago, I started a word um, as I was leading a discipleship group with Thrive School. So I started with those students and chose that word and it lasted longer than a year. And I actually love that idea that this does not mean that you have fully resolved and figured out what that word means for you 
within a year. It also does not mean that you no longer need to focus on that word. Like five, six, oh my gosh, how long ago was that? Seven years ago, my <laughs> word was surrender. Okay, I still need to surrender. Like <laughs> That word is still very relevant to me. Um, but that year of focusing on that word really helped what I needed to do in that moment. Um, the word that I was stuck on a little bit longer recently was faithful. And like I was just saying, that word meant something totally different to me going into that time. And so that's why it took me a little bit longer because God really had to work out what that meant and how I was supposed to respond to that. Basically, I started thinking I need to be more faithful to God. And he was like, oh, no, no, let me show you how I am faithful to you. And just, yeah, wrecked me multiple times. Oh, I could shit. cry. <laughs> so, yeah, it's totally fluid. And it's really just between you and God. What, what is it that you really need to be focusing on? And time is, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. All right. So <laughs> I do have the ball in my court. So... What is your word for the year? And maybe share a little bit about how you, how do you even process coming up with a word and how did you land on that word? Totally. Um, so maybe I'm stalling. Maybe I'm giving backstory. You decide. Maybe I'm setting us up. Um, but so some words I've had in the past, uh, like I think my very first word was deeper, um, which honestly, looking back, I have no idea why anyone let me have that word because I am a really deep person. Um, and in fact, like something I get down on myself about a lot and I like talk negative negatively about myself is that I am terrible at small talk because I just only like deep conversations. But what I learned about that word is that there is all always deeper levels of intimacy with God because I just come out of a amazing experience with YWAM where I was just like on a mountaintop. Um, and I didn't think that there was anything. I was also a baby Christian. I was like brand new and I was also, you know, young twenties invincible thinking like there's nothing deeper. Um, like I know as much as I can know. And now with, you know, wisdom and my frontal lobe fully formed, I'm like, child, there's always deeper. Um, another word I've had is worthy. I'm trying to think of other words I've had. Um, and clearly I didn't fully understand worthy or maybe, I don't know, maybe I am going to find out a new thing, but, um, a narrative I've spoken over myself, uh, for, I don't know, I've been at least cognitive of it, at least for a couple years is that I've never been chosen. Um, which is an all out lie. <laughs> Duh. Jesus chose me. Um, and by my testimony alone, like it's just, actually, it's funny because like when I talk to God, I'm like, why me? And it's like totally a Moses moment. And he's just like, I am. I'm like, cool, not answering the question. And so I don't know. So my word this year is chosen. Um, and I think the reason why I really don't want to talk about it, um, but that's what we do here is we're fearlessly authentic is I think part of that lie for me comes in that I've moved all around and I am definitely a person that has a lot of like really good friends. And there was a long season of life where like, everyone's like, who's your best friend? Who's your best friend? And I didn't have a best friend. 
um, until after college. Like I had lots of good friends, but no best friend. Um, and then it's funny because then finally around like the time when I got one, I was like, wait, I don't know that I actually believe in best friends. Um, I think that's really dangerous to put everything in one person. Um, and as a single person, I maybe shouldn't say this, but like, I actually think as I look at married friends, I'm like, I think that you putting everything into that one person is actually pretty dangerous. So, so I think because of that, but then <laughs> the deeper vulnerability is, um, I've never been chosen by a guy. And as a woman, um, that sadly just affects my identity more than I want it to. Um, especially the older that I get, the more it affects my identity more than I would like it to. And so because of one dumb area, it's not dumb. I'm just saying it's dumb to be deflective right now because I'm uncomfortable. Um, is because of one area of my life, I have decided in every area of my life, I am not chosen. Um, and last year, something I had people give me feedback on in a couple of different areas is they're just like, you are the thing that's stopping you. Like you are very gifted and your confidence is the thing that stops you. Like you're very insecure. They didn't say it like that. They're much kinder humans. Um, and as I prayed about my word, I just kind of, I kept circling around confidence and I felt God be like, confidence is like a sticker you're trying to slap on. It might go on your shirt, but it won't go into your heart. Um, where is truly letting him dive in to like my, my narratives and the stories in my head of going, you are chosen. Um, but also specifically like whether or not, or before I'm ever chosen by a guy, I have got to know that I am chosen by God. Wow. That'll preach. That's just, that's it. That's all we have. Just kidding. <laughs> And that's why I was scared. <laughs> so good. I love that you hit on very specific avenues or angles of that word. I think that kind of narrowing in on that can be really helpful. And even that you recognize that there was a word that was kind of the cover-up word, confidence. Mm -hmm. um, that does remind me of... <laughs> when we were in Thrive together and I came into the group and we, we kind of would discuss as a group so we could share feedback with each other before we decided on our word. Mm -hmm. And I came back, I came in so confident, like my word is light. I just want to be the light. I want, you know, and, and even trying to go deeper with that word, I want to love people more or whatever. And that was my cover up word. Mm -hmm. And you all saw right through it immediately and my word became gentle. <laughs> and you loved it so much. Oh my gosh. I was so angry. I was like, but that's, that's actually the thing that I think is so important to think about is that the word will probably most likely not feel good. <laughs> um, you know, it, even if it seems like a more generic word, if mm -hmm. it's something that feels like someone just punched you in the gut, it's mm -hmm. probably the right word for you to focus on. <laughs> So mm -hmm. I think being nervous to share it is really a good mm -hmm. sign that it's going to be a good year because that's what you're focusing on. Yeah, I think so. I mean, and, and here's the other thing about a word that I think is so, so important because I also really struggle. Um, true confession is I didn't have a word last year. Um, I actually don't know that I've had a word in like a year and a half or so. Um, and I felt that. Um, 
But part of it for me is I'm always wanting the right word. And so I won't move forward on any word because I don't know if it is the exact right word. And um, something that I have just felt God tell me through 2020, because again, I'm very visual, is I um, get this image of an anchor and uh, God just going like your word of the year or however long is your anchor to me in the storms of life and wasn't 2020 a storm and so I was tossed because I wasn't anchored last year by a word um by the wind and the waves wherever they wanted to take me and the truth is is like when choosing a word um it doesn't mean that you are not movable by you know whatever the storm of culture or your family or your work or whatever throws at you it just means that like you've got something that tethers you that you're always circling back to um and kind of like what you said stephanie like your word could be your word for six months or it could be your word for 16 months um yeah so yeah so good okay your turn well um my word I so I am an eight on the Enneagram you'll probably hear me say that a million times so um I just kind of jumped to decisions and as I'm thinking and hearing you you know how you got to your word and everything I'm thinking I just kind of jumped at this one. It definitely has that twinge of, oof, I don't love this, but for like a couple different reasons. So my word for the year is alignment. And I remember thinking like, um, oh, I forget what my word was before it came to alignment. Um, But I've always thought like discipline or even kind of that faithful, all surrounding this idea of doing. And I specifically chose alignment instead of align because I realized that I need to get that out of my head where it's not the process of me doing so I can achieve alignment in my life. Um, It's the process of recognizing that when I am fully in Christ and abiding with him and being with him and being just being as he calls me to be um then everything aligns as it's supposed to align it's kind of that seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added so i i wrote down specifics being aligned in my mind um Mm -hmm. having more clear clarity and focus in what i learn about god and the more that i understand myself and others um the closer i can understand him So really focusing on the word for that. Um, Sorry, I journal. So this is all like probably super organized, but (laughs) um, my mind and then my body being energized. And this year I'm really tackling 30 minutes of movement every day, if possible. Have I succeeded at that so far? Nope. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But that's okay. I'm not beating myself up about it. Um, But really, you know, going for a walk, sleeping, finding a good sleep rhythm, um, strengthening my muscles and all of that. And really just thinking, obviously the temple is, you know, my body. Um, and then aligning my mind and body with my soul. Um, and this is something I feel like it still kind of sounds hippy dippy, like, Ooh, your soul. Um, but it's something that 
has just really been relevant the last couple months as God has just been kind of taking me deeper into who I am. And I think we neglect talking about the soul. Sure, Mm -hmm. we say, you know, save yourself. Obviously, your soul is what lives on in heaven. But we don't talk about our souls on earth as much. And so I read How's Your Soul by Judah Smith. And it just really helped me kind of understand some really unhealthy places that I was not taking care of my soul. Um, And all of that, I feel like, centers around prayer and communication with God. And then, this is the rough one that I am not looking forward to this year, is (laughs) um, aligning with my heart. And that is the emotions, uh, feeling the feels. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I even reluctantly wrote down healing because I don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. I felt like there was a reason I needed to write down healing. So we'll see what that's going to turn into. Um, But yeah, I just kept thinking about everything feels out of whack. And physically, I am that person that is like, achy all the time and everyone talks about going to the chiropractor or you know figuring out stretches so that your body can be in alignment and that's what really kind of made me think other things matter too and if my mind body soul and heart are not aligned with Jesus and what he wants for me and how he views those things too not that we need to talk about body image right now but it's a thing (laughs) um and really reflecting on all those things need to be aligned with God at the center. But again, I can't do it out of my own free will. It's just got to be being with Jesus and spending time with him. Um, so yeah, that's my word. <laughs> I love it. And I love that you actually did bring up the chiropractor because as you were talking I kept thinking, like, I wonder if she's going to get to the physicalness of her body in alignment. Um, And with a word like alignment, I I like, yeah, your mind, your body, your heart, and your soul have to be in alignment. And so I am so intrigued for what you're going to teach me and teach us about alignment this year um, in all of those different areas, because we tend to only focus on one area. Um, the church tends to only focus on one or two areas, depending on whichever local church you attend. Um, but to actually look into alignment in all of them is holy. Like that is wholeness is alignment in all of them. So yeah. Wholeness. Yeah. I think, um, there's so much that I just don't even know as I was writing these things down, I even, I'll I'll be honest, I think mind and body seem manageable. Mm. I think when I think about those, I know how to achieve that, which is the total opposite of what I'm supposed to be doing in this process is relinquishing that control of what I can do. Um, And that's where I feel like the soul and the heart come in because I just cannot tackle that on on my own by myself. And so that takes, obviously, that time with God and really allowing him into those deeper spaces that I don't even know how to get into. Um, And then also community and doing it with people that I think is just another layer of, I actually haven't really told my community, hey, this is my word for the year and hold me accountable. So 
this is me being accountable to the fact that I need to do that. <laughs> Speaking of, um, I'm curious what other ways you keep yourself accountable to your word over time. I mean, as you just said, like for you, body and mind are like the areas that like you're a little bit more confident in. Um, for me, I am all heart. And so I'm emotions. And so I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is my word, but then I can like wander. So I'm curious, like, how do you keep from wandering away from your word or forgetting that you have a word come June? Yeah. The first couple times I did this, I got a giving key, <laughs> which was just a great excuse to get a piece of jewelry, really. Um, and I think what I've tried to start implementing, and there's probably more ways for me to do this, is asking myself a question, a really easy question that I can just come back to all the time. Mm -hmm. So right now, um, I've only been doing it probably every few days, but doing like a soul check-in. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something so much deeper. Like if you ask me, how are you doing? I'm going to be like, I'm good. Or even if I say, eh, it's been a rough week. There's still that level that I'm just stopping at, that layer. And so for me doing a personal soul check-in, it that word soul just takes it that level deeper to say like, actually, this is the weight that I'm carrying. Um, and so I think just like having that question. This morning, I woke up and I was telling myself I was going to go for a run. It was It's my day to run. And so I was going to do it before the day gets started because I know it won't happen if I don't do it before the day gets started. Um, and I was laying there in bed, just exhausted, overwhelmed, like I said. And I was just talking to God and I was like, okay, God, but the, the truth is if I don't get up and go now, I'm not, I know my day is just going to get away from me and I'm not going to be able to go. And I really feel like that's what I need right now though. And I just felt him ask, what do you need? And then I thought, you know what? I have not just sat with my Bible open, journaling, talking to God the way that I need to in a few days because mm -hmm. running is still abiding. And I think that's something really important that I need to recognize. Um, but it's, it's also different. And for me, reading scripture, learning about God, that mind piece is where I really thrive. And so even laying in bed and going, I'm actually going to choose another one of these, you know, I'm going to choose my mind to spend time with God, which actually ended up being more heart because I was overwhelmed. And so things came out and I had to just sit there and feel the feels, um, actually was the best thing for me. And I didn't go on my run, but I think that again, just kind of recognizing that whatever I'm doing with God, everything else can fall into alignment. So I don't know if that really answered the question. I don't feel like it did. I think there's definitely, yeah, there's room for accountability more for me to kind of figure some of that out. But yeah, what about you? How do you keep accountable to it? Mm -hmm. Well, like I said, for the past year and a half, I haven't. So, <laughs> uh, but I, I do think telling your people um, is huge. Like whoever you're in a small group with, like they should know your word um, and you should remind them your word. But the other thing is I'm so visual. Um, and so same thing, I've totally bought the giving keys. Um, but I actually, at the beginning of this year, I made a new wallpaper for my phone and it says chosen on it. So every time I open my phone, I see chosen. Um, and actually, as I'm saying this right here, I'm like realizing I should probably put an alarm in my phone for 
in six weeks or 12 weeks to say change the wallpaper, but keep it chosen because, you know, it becomes white noise. So I will see it anew. Um, but yeah, for me, it's, you got to see it every day. If you don't see it every day, you're going to forget it. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I, when the widgets became a thing on the iPhone, I set up a widget that is a note. And so I just switch out the note every now and then, but it has little reminders. And so even using that, you know, how are you taking care of your mind? How are you mm-hmm. abiding with Jesus? Those types of questions. It always tends to be questions, I guess, for me. <laughs> um, but those little reminders that, hey, what you eat matters <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's okay to cry or, you know, all of those little reminders um, just on my phone. And like you said, changing it out because yeah, we get used to that. Mm-hmm. Totally. totally. So what for your, for your word for this year, what is it that, do you have any action steps? Do you have anything that you're looking at your word and going, okay, these are some ways that I can really turn my attention to be reminded of myself that I am chosen? Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the biggest things is I'm trying to um, be transformed by the renewing of my mind. And so like one of the reasons and why is that I know chosen is going to be a really hard word, but a really necessary word is because when I walk into a group, which it could be a Zoom call in today's <laughs> world, um, I often, if I don't feel comfortable or confident, um, I go, why am I here? Um, is anyone going to notice me any of these things? And so it is that renewing of my mind being like, nope, I'm chosen by God. And so if I'm here, then I'm here for this reason. But I can't do that on my own. So, <laughs> and because like I said, like, part of chosen goes way back deep into the stories that I tell myself and all of that. Um, and I'm going to start therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Steph, you told me that you have an update about therapy too. So tell me more. Okay. Wow. I see this just bouncing off of you. Bracketing yep. mm-hmm. yes. that ball right back. Um, yeah, so that is something that if you listen, I think we talked about in our first episode, we talked about how we both signed up for therapy and it's a hard thing to accept that, Hey, you do need to process things. Um, I have been very reluctant and honestly, it took me a while just to fill out the application. (laughs) Um, but I yesterday received a phone call from my counselor or soon to be counselor and I missed the call. And so she left a voicemail and literally the last 24 hours I was sitting there going, I don't want to call her back. And I actually know the person um, very vaguely. So I think it'll still be a good match, but I, and I honestly, multiple times I was going to text you and say, hold me to this. And right as I was about to text you, I was like, why don't you just call her right now, Stephanie? Like, literally, there's nothing stopping you. So I did. I called her back, got her voicemail. But I think the journey to counseling is a lot of stop and go because I know that it's going to be so good for me. But I also know it's going to be hard to process things and feel all the feelings. And I just so don't want it at Mm -hmm. all. Um, But I also wanted to share that 
there are two books that I got for this year and I love to read, but I'm in school right now. So it's not really all the fun reading I want to do. Um, but I got some books that I am very excited about, but also going to be totally challenged by. And that is um, Try Softer by Andy. Col- yeah, Andy yeah. Colbert. Colbert? Sure. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Andy. Um, but yeah, a fresh approach to move us out of anxiety, stress, and survival mode and into a life of connection and joy. And I am just that person that just pushes myself, try harder, try harder, try harder. So when I saw this title, I was so convicted. I was like, that is what I need, really aligning my heart and soul to be at peace. And then I keep hearing of people talking about this other book. So I just went ahead and clicked buy now on Amazon. Um, And it is Gentle and Lowly. And it's the heart of Christ for sinners and sufferers. And a lot of um, pastoral friends of mine are reading it, but also just for my own personal growth with God and just thinking through the world, especially right now, and softening my heart to really be how God wants my heart to be um, and see things how he sees things. So that is kind of some of the things that I'm taking steps in. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, I think it's one of those challenging, cringeworthy (laughs) words and moments where I know so much is so much good is going to come out of counseling, but it's going to be hard to get there. And I'm going to tell myself a lot to know, to not go. <laughs> yep. But we're not going to talk much more about therapy in this episode because that is what next episode is all about. So if you are on a journey of therapy or if you think that, man, I really, that was one of the things I said I should have done in 2020 and here we are in 2021. So I should do this. Hey, us too. And so definitely subscribe so that you can be a part of our journey and hear our fearlessly authentic journey to it. Um, I have lots to share, um, but won't this episode. Um, but also one other thing that I just feel very compelled to share about the word is we've talked a lot about how it should make you squirm and you should be really uncomfortable with it. Um, and though I would say 90% of the time that is accurate, um, it should, and not as uncomfortable as in like, um, torturous. Uh, and, and I actually think stuff like the book that you're talking about, Try Softer by Andy would say that. And I think that sometimes in um, today's world, that's exactly what we do. And that's why I, I love that you're about to read this book. Um, Andy's awesome is try softer. And so maybe your word isn't a word that is punishing. Um, maybe it makes you uncomfortable because it is so basic. Like maybe your word is faith or it's love and you're going, I am a grown adult. I should know how to do this. Why do I have this as my word? Um, Because we're all on a journey. And in the same way, deeper was my very first word because there is deeper levels to knowing yourself and healing and knowing God and knowing how to navigate your life in this world. Um, So I just want to add that little piece on to the word. This is why we have the balance of personalities because I'm like, just choose the hard thing and make it terrible. (laughs) And I'm like, the hard thing stuff could be sitting and crying in a chair, not going for a run this morning. (laughs) I don't like that. (laughs) Oh man, such such a good pairing here. (laughs) 
This is why we need each other. This is why we need community. Yes. So listener, if you don't have community, step into ours. Yes. Love it. So to wrap up, unless you have anything else to share, man, so many things to say about choosing a word. And we just really hope that it can be a helpful practice. I think Andrea saying what you just said is so great because like I said too, if you get to the end of the year and you still have no idea what this word means for you, that's okay. If you get three months in and you need to change your word or you just say, forget it. (laughs) This is not the season for me to focus on this word. And I don't know what word I'm going to focus on next. That's okay too. Like there's so much grace, no matter how you spin this. But we do really encourage the idea of focusing on what God is calling you to focus on in this season. Mm-hmm. So think about, pray about, talk about, tell someone what it is that you feel like you're struggling with, um, and maybe think about what God might be pointing you to in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm totally going to pull a little marketing thing. We always go, what's the problem and what's the solution? <laughs> as simple as that. So if you just lay it all in front of God and say, this is my problem right now. My body hurts. My mind is out of control with anxious thoughts. My soul is weighed down. And I don't even know where my heart is because I don't want to feel things. (laughs) All right. That is where I'm at. And that is how I came to this word of alignment. So just start as simple as that. And You can use the Psalms as a great example of crying out to God and saying, I can rejoice in these things, but I am really unhappy in these things. And I am just believing for you in faith as you're listening that God has something to turn your eyes to and he's right there with you in the whole process. So it's going to be a great year. You can make it a great year. Yeah. Any closing thoughts? Yeah, that, that's exactly it is, you know, our circumstances might not have changed too much in the past, you know, three weeks since we turned the calendar page, but we can be a different us at the end of this calendar year than we were at the end of 2020. Um, and the, the spiritual practice of choosing a word is just one of the ways that we can go about doing that. Um, so here's a 2021. Yes, it's going to be great. Be sure to subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at befearlessly.authentic. All of that info is in the show notes. We look forward to connecting with you and hearing maybe what your word is.